You can watch the Bruce Hooley Show if you are so inclined. Our Facebook page, by our, I mean 989 The Answers Facebook page has it. And so does the Hooley Show Facebook page. Aaron is the uh, dutiful director of said show. How many cameras do we have, uh, Aaron? Three? We have four and three, three that are on four total. And why is the fourth one not on, if I may ask? Because our system cannot handle four cameras. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Three seems... At a time. But we can use three of the four at any time. Well, there you go. I see. So you really does have four because you can turn one off and go to a different view. So uh, that's nice and uh, got a lot of good positive feedback from those of you who have watched the show on Facebook. I apologize if I'm sometimes looking off camera because for a year I did the show and I always wanted to maintain eye contact with Aaron. And Aaron is like straight across from me. And now the camera is off to the right, and I try to discipline myself to look straight at the camera, but I'll oftentimes sit looking at the camera and then be looking to my left to uh, see Aaron. Uh, Speaking of looking to the left, Miranda Devine of the New York Post has been looking into the Hunter Biden laptop from Hades, and uh, what was left on that laptop? Ooh. Quite interesting stuff. Now, if we had, which we do not, have an honest media, Joe Biden would no longer be the president today. I'm absolutely convinced. First of all, he never would have been the president. Because had the Hunter Biden laptop been reported by mainstream media news outlets, it would have been the proverbial October surprise, and Joe Biden would never have been elected president in a very close election. I saw one poll after the election that 30 percent of those who voted for Joe Biden said, well, I wouldn't have voted for him if I'd have known anything about that Hunter Biden laptop. Now, to those of us who exist here in the world of Salem Media Network news, which most likely means you seek news from other conservative outlets, maybe it's Daily Wire, maybe it's Daily Caller, maybe it's Fox News, maybe it's OAN. You say, well, how do you not know about the Hunter Biden laptop? But it got no mention on any of the major networks, on MSNBC, on CNN. No, I'm not going to talk. If it got a mention, it was, you know, we, we probably should mention it because if we don't really look like we're in the bag for Joe Biden. So here's what we'll do. We'll mention it and we'll talk about how it's a hoax, how it's anybody got any ideas? Hey, you know, we we fabricated that whole Russian collusion thing. The American public fell for that for like two years. You think we could try that again? You think that would work? Well, it might. Got a better idea? No, I don't have a better idea. Okay, it's the Russians' fault. So they used that. It was Russian disinformation. And they didn't say it was Russian disinformation. They said, you know, it looks like it could be Russian disinformation. But they know how people's brains work with Russia, Russia, Russia all over the news for two years with tens of millions of dollars spent on the Mueller investigation, they knew that all they had to do was basically mention Russia. And in the Rorschach test of your mind, you would go, oh, this Putin guy, he's never stopping in an effort to undermine the fairness of an American election. So that's how they played it. And unfortunately, the American public is pretty gullible when it comes to news because for years and years and years, we either had a media we could trust, I know, wait, I'm not done, (laughs) 
Or what's more likely is, and this is true of me, we had a media we didn't know we should distrust. I grew up in an era where there was no cable news. It was Walter Cronkite, Walter Cronkite, David Brinkley, and was on ABC. I don't remember who was on ABC. Nobody remembers who was on ABC. It was Peter Jennings, but it was before Peter Jennings. At any rate, David Brinkley, maybe. David Brinkley, John Chancellor. That's what it was. David Brinkley, ABC, John Chancellor, NBC. And you just assumed that they were telling you the truth. Because we tend to assume the best of people until we know the worst of them. We wouldn't have never dreamed there would be a story like the Hunter Biden laptop story. If they're not telling us about it, it must not be... Very big deal. Ah, but it is a big deal. And now Miranda Devine has written a book about it because the Post got a hold of it. And the other way that they discredited the Hunter Biden laptop was say, well, you know, it came from Rudy Giuliani. I mean, Rudy Giuliani. Remember when Rudy Giuliani was beloved? Remember when Rudy Giuliani turned around New York? Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor? Rudy Giuliani run for president? Like, the, the people of New York loved Rudy Giuliani. Not just the New York Post. Like, everybody loved Rudy Giuliani. 9-11, Rudy Giuliani. He's all, everybody loved Rudy Giuliani. Then, Rudy Giuliani cre- uh, uh, committed the unpardonable sin. He affiliated himself with Donald Trump. So, Giuliani linked to Trump poisoned Rudy Giuliani forever, and anything Rudy Giuliani then touched was poisoned forever. He handed over the laptop, so ergo the laptop has to be toxic. But what is in that laptop? Well, we know there are a lot of pictures of Hunter Biden doing crack and Hunter Biden with prostitutes, and nobody wants to look at that. But what about the emails? What about the connections between the Biden crime family and world leaders? Well, Miranda Devine's new book, Laptop from Hell, Hunter Biden, Big Tech, and the Dirty Secrets the President Tried to Hide. Here's just my little advice to all authors. Write a short title and then cut it in half. Nevertheless, the title of the book is Laptop from Hell, Hunter Biden, Big Tech, and the dirty secrets the president tried to hide. So, the most telling thing that I've seen, there's a lot of stuff in here that you go, wow, this is bad. This is bad. This, Wow, this is worse. But the upshot of the book is that there are emails that show that Hunter Biden was connected to Ukrainian energy company executives. And there was an investigation of this Ukrainian energy company. And this guy didn't want this to happen. And he was paying Hunter Biden $83,000 a month, the company you've heard of, Burisma. And they were paying Hunter Biden $83,000 a month because his dad's the vice president. That's why. It's in here all the time. And they lay it out. Burisma demanded that Hunter Biden sign off on, quote, A list of deliverables. In other words, you better do this or no more checks for you, chump. What were the deliverables? A concrete course of action, including meetings, communications resulting in high-ranking U.S. officials in the Ukraine and in the U.S. 
publicly or in private communication, expressing their positive opinion and support for the head of Burisma. This email was written on, remember this date, November 2nd, 2015. A little bit over a month later. So the email comes to Hunter. Hey, hey, we're in trouble here. You better get high-ranking U.S. officials to come over here and tell what a good guy the head of Burisma is or your $83,000 a month checks go away. November 2nd, 2015. A month later, December 8th, 2015, Joe Biden flew to the Ukraine a month later and addressed the Ukrainian parliament where he slammed the cancer of corruption in the country and declared, quote, the office of the general prosecutor desperately needs reform. What do you think the general prosecutor was up to? Oh, you guessed it. He was investigating the head of Burisma who was paying Hunter Biden $83,000 a month. This is incredible. If we had a media, if we had people who cared about the republic, who cared about the country, who cared about honesty, this would be widely reported. And Joe Biden would, well, he would if he if he had been elected president, fairly, which he wasn't elected president fairly, and I say that because the Hunter Biden laptop story was silenced, but if he had been elected president fairly, this would be an impeachable offense. This would be an impeachable offense. And we've heard the audio of him saying this, and we've had little snippets of this reported. But for something like this to become Watergate-like, it starts with the disclosure of a fire. That fire must become an inferno. It must be picked up and added to, enlarged by additional media reporting. That has not happened. Instead, the main media outlets in the country have done nothing but douse this story with ice-cold water since the beginning. Every now and then, something like this, Miranda Devine's book, something else comes up. Oh, little ember's still alive. Let's blow on that. Let's see if we can get that back. No, no. The biggest windbags are in network media, and they're not going to allow the winds to enliven the embers on the fire of this kind of wrongdoing. But it's egregious. It's documented. It's Hunter Biden's laptop. They now admit, they've admit, since admitted it's his laptop, but they can't admit it now because they got their guy in as president. And Hunter, ah, he doesn't need Burisma's money anymore because miraculously, and I did not know this was a side benefit of your father becoming president, but apparently when your father becomes president, you are gifted with incredible acumen as an artist and paintings that look like somebody spilled paint indiscriminately on canvas. Suddenly, the art-buying public looks at it, and they hear angels' harps playing. And they say, oh, oh, I must have that painting. 
for a half a million dollars. So getting your dad elected president is not good for your career as an energy company executive. But it is great for you to realize your dreams as a modern-day Monet. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989 is our number. I need to add a uh, boxing ring sound effect to the show. Like I ring a bell in this corner, weighing, well, she's not going to tell me what she weighs. Jen Psaki, I mean, the presidential truth masseuse. In this corner, the uh, Fox News White House correspondent, Peter Ducey. What do you think? Peter Ducey probably goes, uh, what? I don't know, maybe 6'4", uh, 210. There we go. And Mills Lane could call him to the center of the ring. <laughs> because they spar at the White House every day. Now, there must be some kind of rule that Jen Psaki has to take questions from Peter Ducey. Because you know she does not want to take questions. From Peter Ducey. And the reason why she does not want to take questions from Peter Ducey is because Peter Ducey, he asks really good questions. And I don't know anybody who loves having their feet held to the fire unless your feet are ice cold. Uh, here is uh, round one yesterday at the White House. Before Joe Biden was president, he said that COVID travel restrictions on foreign countries were hysterical xenophobia and fear mongering. So what changed? Well, I would say first to put it in full context, Peter, oh, full what context. the president was critical of was the way that the former president put out, I believe, a xenophobic tweet uh, and how he called that, what he called the coronavirus uh, and, and who he directed it at. The president has not been critical of re- travel restrictions. We have put those in place ourselves. We put them in place ourselves in the spring. But no, he does not believe. He believes we should uh, follow the advice of health and medical experts. That's exactly what what he did and putting in place these restrictions over the weekend. Okay. So Ducey led with, you know, his best punch, the truth. And Saki does what she always does, lies through her teeth. Because Biden absolutely tweeted in response to Trump cutting off travel from foreign countries that it was xenophobic. He didn't say, oh, it's xenophobic because you called it the Wu flu or the flu Manchu or whatever he called it, or the China virus, the Chinese virus. Now, that's just so much. And Jen Psaki has a Ph.D. in revisionist history. So that's a lie. So, okay, so I give that round to Peter Ducey. Okay, of course I do. Uh, there's more. There's more. Uh, Joe Biden, as you know, is Mr. Mask. First of all, he's supposedly a moderate. Oh, that That's not true. He takes his mask off. You can see that he is a, a crazy leftist. Or at least the person whose hand is up his back making his mouth move is a crazy leftist. Uh, but Joe Biden was out and about shopping the other day. And this is probably the kind of video that Twitter will no longer allow because he didn't give consent to being videoed without a mask shopping in a store where the door clearly bore a sign that said, 
Face coverings required. Peter Ducey only too happy to point that out to Jen Psaki in round two. Okay, we saw the president shopping indoors on Saturday behind glass that says face covering required, but his face was uncovered. Why? Uh, the president is uh, somebody who follows uh, the, the recommendations and the advice of the CDC. I don't know what the circumstances were of that particular moment. Well, you don't know what the circumstances were of that particular moment. Fortunately, Jen, Peter Ducey's only too happy to inform you what the circumstances of that moment were. He was shopping in a store, and on the glass outside it said face covering required, and we could see him inside, and his face was uncovered. Well, again, Peter, our recommendation and advice continues to be for people to wear uh, masks when they are required in establishments. I don't know what this establishment was. The president obviously follows the health, the advice of his health and medical it's- team. Hmm. Seems to me that uh, she's a little staggered there by that because the facts are hard to dispute. The sign on the door says face coverings required. The photo says, those photos don't lie, Joe Biden's in there without a mask on. So I think Jen Psaki's reeling. And uh, Peter Ducey, now that he's got her little vulnerable. He's only too happy to land the knockout blow. Is there concern that when the president says today, please wear your mask indoors in public settings around other people, and he doesn't do that, that it's going to make it harder to get people to follow him? I think you see the American people and all of you see the president wearing a mask every time he comes out to an event, when he's sitting in meetings, and certainly he will continue to model behavior. He hopes the American people will follow, not for his benefit, but to save their own lives and the lives of their friends and neighbors. Oh yes. Well, she's got. She doesn't have a glass jaw. She take. She could take a punch. Ducey clearly won that. Yeah, Biden does wear a mask. He wears a mask a lot. He's just such a doofus that he wears the mask, walking around outside with nobody near him. How many times have you seen him walk over to the gaggle of reporters? He walks over to the gaggle of reporters. What does he do? Takes the mask off. <laughs> This has to drive his people crazy. I wish I had a dollar for every time they bemoan him doing something that is diametrically opposite of what you know they've told him to do. No, no. For the thousandth time, you don't have to wear the mask when no one is around. When you walk over to the people, put the mask on. Got to drive him crazy. Funny to watch from afar. Of course, the comedic effect of this presidency is uh, only limited given the fact that its policies are hurting all of us and making no sense. And a lot of them are just virtue-signaling political theater and not even good political theater. This travel ban that Biden has announced on foreign countries and people coming in to the United States... Oh, Did you notice that he implemented the travel ban, but it was something that wouldn't go into effect until a few days after he announced it? Uh, Senator Tom Cotton noticed that, and he noticed the lunacy 
of it. What President Biden did over the weekend is a typical half measure that reflects the incompetence of this administration. If you want to implement a travel ban, it needs to go into effect immediately. Exactly. That's what most European nations did that implemented that travel ban. If you don't want to implement a travel ban because you think the virus is already here or that it's counterproductive, then you shouldn't do so. But this is yet another incompetent half measure. Ah, another incompetent half measure. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Done for other people's benefit, not for the benefit that the policy itself is supposedly created to bring about. COVID is that big of a deal. You don't want the Omicron or Omicron or whatever it is coming into the country. Then why would you let more people come in until the policy goes into effect? But if you're doing it for theater, then it explains it. 